The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Present. Councilmember Letitia Johnson. Present. Councilmember Gabriela Santiago Romero. Present. Councilmember Mary Walters. Present. Okay, they see you now. You should be in now. Okay. Councilmember Angela Whitfield Callaway. Angela. <laughs> you didn't say present. Oh, present. <laughs> Councilmember Coleman in the second. Here. Council President Pro Tim James Tate. And Council President Mary Sheffield. Present. You have a quorum present, Madam President. All right, thank you. Uh, there being a quorum, City Council is now officially in session, and we will go straight to our uh, invocation for this morning. We have Pastor George Washington joining us from the Metropolitan Community Tabernacle Church, located in District 4. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor George Washington. It's good to hear your voices. I don't know why I'm not being able to get you on screen, but I hear you, and that's fairly well. Let's have a word of prayer, and then begin our meeting today. Okay. Our Father, we thank you for allowing us to come another day to take care of the business of the city that you've allowed us to be part of. And as we do so, Lord, we ask for your direction today. We pray that what we say and what we do that you will get glory and honor out of. We do ask God for your blessings on everyone that participate, particularly our leaders here in the city. Guide us through this meeting. Give us words that would encourage us. Give us words, give us things, give us thoughts that would help make this community a better community than it is. So bless us today as we begin. For I do ask these in the name of your son. Amen. Amen. All right, thank you so much, Mr. Uh, uh, Reverend Washington. Um, please you. feel free to stay on if you can. If not, I do understand, but thank you so much for our invocation this morning. Thank you, I do have other things to do. I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> we understand, Reverend. Thank you so much for being uh, with us. Thank you. Amen, thank you. All right, the journal of the session of Tuesday, January the 10th, 2023 will be approved. There being no reconsiderations or unfinished business, we will proceed to the Budget Finance and Audit Standing Committee for the Budget Finance and Audit Standing Committee. Three reports from various city departments. Those three reports will be referred to the Budget Finance and Audit Standing Committee for the Internal Operations Standing Committee. Thirteen reports from various city departments. Thirteen reports will be referred to the Internal Operations Standing Committee for the Neighborhood and Community Services Standing Committee. One report from the Office of Contracting and Procurement. The one report will be referred to the Neighborhood and Community Services Standing Committee for the Planning and Economic Development Standing Committee. 13 reports from various city departments. The 13 reports will be referred to the Planning and Economic Development Standing Committee for the Public Health and Safety Standing Committee. 22 reports from various city departments. The 22 reports will be referred to the Public Health and Safety Standing Committee. We will now move to the voting action matters under other matters. There are no items, Madam President. 
under communications from the mayor and other governmental officials and agencies. There are no items, Madam President. All right, we will now call for public comment. And uh, can you let me know how many hands we have virtually? All right. So everyone will have two minutes for public comment. We're going to start with uh, Charles Miles. All right, and we'll cut off our public comment as well at this time. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Charles Miles. I'm here again about my property taxes that's uh, been working with District 7 um, for, it's been a year now since I've been working with them with no reply to what's going on with my property taxes. Um, like I said, I paid the taxes uh, on these properties for over 10 years and I didn't get a bill from the city of Detroit for the first, uh, until 2015. That was the first time I got it. I got the property in 2009. I didn't get a bill from the city. I was getting a bill from the county for all these years. And I was paying them all this double money like I was late. And they set me up an account. So I was paying them. You know, I had an account with them. So I was just paying them, paying them, paying them, paying them. So then when I finally got a, a, a bill from the city of Detroit, I it was like half the price that I was paying them. And uh, I paid uh, the city. And then for some strange reason, they said my check bounced, which I now have no information where my check bounced. But I came right in as soon as they called me, and I came straight in and uh, with the cashier check. So it was a lady down there named uh, Miss Johnson. She had just took office back back then. She had just started. She didn't know what she was doing. She told me clearly she didn't know how to even go in the system or do anything. So she referred me to a Justin Bahari. And uh, this guy, he said he was straightening it out. So I ended up giving him the funds to uh, straighten it out so I wouldn't go back to the county for late and all this stuff. So that went on for, that was back in 2016. For some kind of reason, back in 2018, my taxes, the money that I gave him in 2016, didn't get, he sent it over to the, to the, to the county for some strange reason. It says the city of, city of Detroit paid my taxes. All right. All right. Unfortunately, um, that's, that's your time, but I know this is in Councilmember Durhall's district, so I'm going to allow him to respond um, briefly. Madam Member President, Durhall. good morning to see you, Mr. Miles. Um, as you know, uh, we have had several meetings uh, with you uh, from my office, so and replied to you uh, for every email as well as calls. Uh, we've met with the county treasurer even for you. we met uh, with our folks here. Uh, so if there is a new issue relative to what has went on, I mean, we've even went as far, uh, far as to help you get an extension uh, on your taxes. So if there are any new issues, uh, a member of my team is going to come out, Yolanda, you're very familiar with Yolanda, uh, to discuss any further uh, issues or actions that uh, we may not be aware of. So thank you, Madam President. All right. Thank you, Member Durha. Thank you so much for coming down. Well, we'll make sure you connect with uh, Member Durha's team while you're here. Okay? Uh, I mean, when he made that statement so, that they helped me, so we it ever resolve? Are you telling me that? So really quick, we don't go back and forth during oh, the public okay. comment. Um, well, I mean, I'm just trying to say he put that on no, the record that sir, sir, we, he already We're not going to go back and forth. Sometimes issues take some time to address. Um, but I know he's here to assist you. His team is here to assist you. So while you're here, let's try to get you some help, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. Um, Mr. Black, Ruben Black. 
Okay, well, let's not go back and forth. Let's get straight to it. for uh what's taking place with this illegal bond issue you know I, I done dug into it and dug deep now we got a whole bunch of craftiness going on crafty crafty craftiness to the next level craftiness here in the city of detroit that need to be addressed and the auditorium is going to be open next week yes. for the charter mandated thank meeting thank you thank you um Mr. Crawley, it's going to be open for council session and also the uh, community meeting that the mayor is hosting. Uh, line item 5.3 is a memorandum from our office relative to the public notice for Detroit LTGO bonds. So we have submitted a memo asking for a response that will be referred to member Durhaw's committee. Um, and so we will await that response. Thank you so much for coming down. Nathan Slater. Good morning. Hello, my name is Nathan Slater and I'm a business development vice president with Transdev. With me today I have Bill Sprawl, regional vice president um, for the Midwest. Um, today we just wanted to read in a letter that we submitted on December 6th um, just to have it uh, reflect on the record. So while Transdev is disappointed that the Detroit City Council recently chose to decline the staff recommended Transdev contract, we understand that the City Council's determination is final. As your longtime partner since 2016, Transdev will responsibly start to close out our current contract as requested. We are proud, proud of the work um, in brokering quality paratransit services to the communities we serve in Detroit. We have provided service that was not only consistent with the DDOT requirements, but also respected your cost constraints. It is frustrating that Transdev has been the target of unwarranted criticism for the current contract when we have consistently provided compliance services that meet or exceed the requirements specified by DDOT. 
We believe it is important to set the record straight and clarify some elements that we felt were misunderstood or misinterpreted during the procurement process. Transdev current, Transdev's current contract with DDOT is for a brokerage service delivery model, meaning no fleet provided for paratransit and was designed and mandated by the initial procurement process by DDOT and the city in 2016. We are contractually required to use local DBE providers to operate the service. All service providers have been specifically approved by DDOT. Transdev has utilized more than 10 service providers since 2016 to meet the requirements of the contract while trying to identify the most reliable operating companies to deliver transportation services. As DDOT's broker partner, Transdev's only service reliability contract requirement has been to oversee on-time performance of the providers to ensure at least an 85% time uh, service is provided. Transdev has consistently averaged better than the requirement at 89% over the last four years, and since 2016, we have averaged 87% OTP. As DDOT's partner... Thank you. Thank you. And if you have more that you would like to read, uh, or you can just submit that record to us, and I can make sure the entire council gets a copy of your letter as yep. well. Either way. Would okay. you... Yes. And before you leave, Member Protentate? Yep. Thank you, Madam President. Since you wanted to come and put that on the record, we appreciate it. I received that letter, um, and this is the forum that you wanted to make it very clear that um, you believe that you all had served uh, the citizens properly. Uh, that is in conflict with the dozens and dozens of paratransit riders who have come before us on a normal basis, regular basis, year after year. So I want to make sure that's on the record as well. Uh, we have heard from uh, just, I mean, literally, uh, riders this past month yep. uh, that have said that they've had some concern about the way that the uh, service has been provided by Transdev. That's not city council saying it. That's not some random individual saying these are the people who actually use the service and they detested that service. Now, I was one who was willing to support the contract based upon the financial <laughs> dynamics of it. Um, but it wasn't because I wanted Transdev to receive the contract. It was because, again, of the financial aspect. We're paying more now for less services, and that's not something that I want to do. Um, but to, to, to uh, I just can't sit here in good conscience and allow that letter to be read uh, without having a little bit more balance, especially when we start talking about the actual people that we're here to serve. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. Thank you, Pro Tip. Uh, thank you. No, we, unfortunately, we can't um, go back and forth. But again, if you want to make sure your letter is submitted, we will take that. Thank you. Mr. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Um, good to see you again. Um, Jay Jurgensen, Jefferson Chalmers Warmer Project. Glad to be here in front of you again. I want to announce a new partnership with Freshwater Future. Um, this app is, uh, you just scan the QR code and it takes you directly to a smart sheet that allows residents and individuals to uh, photograph surface water, um, uh, sewage on, on, uh, in alleys, uh, backups in their basements. It's geocoded so it immediately identifies the location. Small grants are available from Freshwater Future to any community that wants to do this so I encourage you to go to our website and look at the app Kwame Hampton who's now a proud resident of Jefferson Chalmers is the local program coordinator for this action and uh, we are working with a uh, science teacher at MLK um, to engage uh, students in her class to not only engage in um, grabbing uh, 
and accurately uh, accessing and, and identifying water, but also to do water quality testing in Fox Creek. Um, I want to take just a couple of minutes to um, make a couple announcements. So we have 15 spiritual and thought leaders that will be gathering to assist our community in a healing process. That will be on the morning of March 4th. We encourage you to mark your calendars and join us if you'd like. <coughs> um, last week, <coughs> I met with the water subcommittee of the Green Task Force, um, Irma Leapart, who is the chair of that committee. Um, I call her one of my founding members of the, my fan club because she and her committee have been supportive since before the white paper was published and before the storm of June of 2021. I'm working with my councilwoman. We are advancing a policy and legislative agenda that will address not only challenges in District 4, but would encourage you to take a look at the work that she and her staff are doing because I believe it cuts across a variety of council districts and can be things that will affect the city throughout the entire city. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you. Um, Miko, go right ahead. Good morning, council members. My name is D'Amico Ashan Williams. I am the Executive Chief Director of Hydrate Detroit. We are a 501c3 local water rights organization that provides emergency water consultation, advocacy, and restoration of water bills. We pay on water bills for Detroiters that had their water shut off. Yesterday, the water uh, moratorium shutoff court case was in front of Denise Page Hood, the judge who presided in the U.S. District Court. Um, there was some very compelling uh, arguments made on the behalf of the plaintiffs who are trying to extend the moratorium. Uh, there is also a problem within the city in regards to the Detroit Water Lifeline Plan. We are trying to extend the moratorium to allow more people to get into the program. We are trying to have a performance review on Wayne Metro to help with the backlog and also with the uh, thousands of people that have called. Hydrate Detroit has been a leader on the Detroit Water Lifeline Plan. The water amnesty is working. $8 million or more being cleared off the arrears. All you need to do is make the call and call us, 313-279-0608. 313-279-0608, extension 1, to reach myself directly. Email us, water, the number 4, Detroit, at gmail.com. You may go on our website at www.hydratedetroit.org. And please work with us. Get on the plan. Your water will be protected. We have made a considerable amount of success and right now that may be in the hands of a judge that could extend the moratorium and liberate the city of Detroit or may uh, lift the moratorium and cause Detroiters more financial harm. But this time we can turn it all around. I am recommending the, the council to please work with us. Please use your district managers, your volunteers, and also your staff to promote the Detroit Water Lifeline Plan and sign up among your constituents. You can make the difference. All of us can make the difference that is needed. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, D'Amico. We appreciate you and your energy and your passion for the issue. Uh, and we'll be reaching out to you to see how we can partner more to promote the uh, Lifeline Plan. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. And I just want to say for the TransDev contract, so, I am a paratransit writer. And Demico, I do not agree with what this man just you. said. No, we D cannot have no more money. Demico, we need better service. Sir, and thank you, Councilmember Tate, for your statement. We can't go. You, thank I you. know you know the rules, D'Amico. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for coming down. Uh, Miss Moore, good morning. Good morning. Okay. Now, I, be, I should have had the inspector come out to the house and all this. This don't make no sense. I have, this is the first sheet. 
This is two pages where how do y'all slip and let people, y'all inspectors, sit up and have me move in the house that's not ready for, for Section 8. This is ridiculous. I have water problems, plumbing problems. I, I have electrical problems, major. It don't make no sense that doggone it's this many violations in one house. And, and, and it don't make no sense I even came, became homeless because of me being in the house and y'all sitting people don't pay do what they supposed to do within the city when I'm paying my part of rent and I get evicted and have to go to court and then still get put out and then be home for three years for y'all to put me back in some more crap. This is ridiculous. Y'all owe me. And it don't make no sense that I'm still going through this. Ain't nothing been done. Ain't nobody doing nothing. Y'all sipping out these specters on what they doing. Getting their hands greased. Everybody getting some money for the sip and say, okay, put them in there so they can get some money from them for passing it. It don't make no sense. I'm tired of this. And, and then I have to sip and move and put more money to move. This is no easy test. This is frustrating and, and, and it pisses me off that I have to go through all this and keep been going in going through this in 2019 from being made homeless by our Section 8 peoples. Miska, when it was due to no fault of mine. This don't, it, it, it's ridiculous. And then I get in a system and then I get put in somewhere else where they don't still pass inspection. Thank you so much, uh, Ms. Ms. Moore. We appreciate you coming down. Um, are you referring to one property or several This is the where I'm living at in Section 8. But I'm here because doggone I shouldn't have never came home from the property I was I, in. I agree. That I could have bought. I was in the buying program. And, dog, and all of a sudden, just before it's time for me to buy, all of a sudden, it snatched up up, up under me. Two right. months. Right. No, I, I understand, Ms. Moore. I was just trying to get clarity on um, what property you're referring to. to I'm talking about 5711 East Outer Drive. After y'all became homeless from okay. 5771 East Outer Drive. One second, Ms. Moore. So, um, Mr. Clerk, if we could just line item Ms. Moore for that particular property so that we can get something um, from the administration as to what is going on with you at that particular property, and then we right want to also connect. It come from y'all, from your y'all, y'all floor. Yeah, we know. I know Member Waters wants to to help as well. Both of the at large members and your council uh, member as well too. But while you're here, let's try to also get you some help, okay? And make sure someone can speak with you about what's going on, so we can get clarity on that particular issue. So I see Tyler's back here. We'll make sure we connect you while you're down here, Ms. Moore, okay? And we also have the lined item on the agenda so that we all as a council are aware of what's going on and how we can assist you, okay? Thank you so much for coming down. We apologize for what you're experiencing, but we're going to try our hardest to help, all right? Thank you. Thank you. Um, which, are you, do I have a card for you? What's your name, sir? Tom Stidham. Okay, go right ahead. Thank you, Madam President, yeah. members of council. My name is Tom Stidham. I represent a uh, police authorized towing company, Michigan Auto Recovery Service Incorporated. It, along with two other towing providers, police authorized towing providers, filed um, requests or petitions for hearing uh, before this council. There was one other vendor 
um, that did so as well. If the council recalls, you heard the other vendors protest um, last year, I believe in dis early December. Um, we're just asking, Madam President, because we did come before the this body a couple times, uh, we're just asking that this body schedule uh, our hearings um, in the next month or so. Thank you. All right, thank you. Um, we will follow up with you and make sure that the proper process was followed. Uh, Mr. Whitaker, do you have anything additional regarding the pro protest process? No, no, ma'am, not at this time. We have to investigate when he, when his company, the company he represents, actually filed their their petition, and and we'll go from there. We have to provide that after we do some study, I would assume. Okay, Madam President, if I may, uh, it was properly filed or timely filed, and I can provide you. It's not just my company, Madam President. There's two other companies that also filed petitions all on the same day. So, okay. Madam President, we should investigate it. We'll follow report. Okay. So, thank you. So we'll get that I'll information from you, sir, and we will follow up with you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. So that concludes the public comment here in the Committee of a Whole. We will turn over to our virtual public comments. <clears throat> Good morning, Madam President. We had nine hands raised before you cut off public comment. The first caller is Russ Ballant. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, I regret that I have to talk remotely to you. Um, three out media outlets have reported on the wire fraud that I talked to you about on January 10th. Since LPD recommended a city take over the library, I want to tell you of the active harm to the DPL that's coming from the city. One is the refusal of the city to take responsibility for the loss of the $407,000. Two, the city is taking $1.2 million for a quote, administrative fee, unquote, without explanation of what that amount is paying for, despite requested explanations from DPL and its auditors. Three, the huge tax capture increase is planned for the next five years, larger than what LPD stated in their report, um, is uh, when added with the so-called administrative fee, puts the city in a posture of possibly taking in the next few years, one of every $5 of the DPL revenue. Understand, one out of every five, 20% of our revenue no other tax captured entity is losing 25% of its money. And the, the city has put this process online. It's public, it's noticeable. It's not being reported by your staff. And we need to have something, a better discussion than what's going on. We gotta go beyond public comment. You have to hold a hearing. You need to invite the commission, not the director of the library, the commission. The commission is in charge. I would like to participate in these hearings because there's a whole lot that you're not being told and it's uh, being omitted. You won't find the administrative fee discussed in an LPD report or anything. And that report did many good things. It talked about the harm the city's doing on our capital program as well. I'll talk to you more soon, I hope. 
Right. Thank you so much, Mr. Ballant. And um, there was a very robust discussion in Neighborhood and Community Services Standing Committee, uh, chaired by Member Young, uh, Member Calloway, Member um, Benson requested a report. I think it was a 10-year financial review of the library. Um, Mr. Corley was there. They went over uh, that presentation. There were several key recommendations that were made to City Council that I know we all are reviewing um, at various ways that we can uh, provide support to the library. I also know that member Calloway has requested continued discussion around the issue. And so we're just trying to figure out if we're going to have a committee of a whole or continue some of those discussions within the committee. So please stay tuned. Um, we are not uh, finished with the discussions on how city council can help the library. So thank you for calling in and looking forward to the continued discussion. Madam Chair. Um, I see a couple of hands, uh, member Young, followed by member Calloway. Thank you, Madam. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you, Mr. Ballant. Uh, we look forward to having that discussion. We're going to continue that discussion in committee first. Uh, that, with your permission, that would be my um, preference. And then, if you want to have a committee to hold after that, that's fine. But we're going to have another discussion about this, and we're going to invite a lot of people to the committee. Uh, quorum will be allowed. Uh, so, people who have any questions, who are on the council that want to ask questions about that, will be feel free to be here and be able to participate as well. But it's my preference being the chair of the committee, that we actually have another committee session about the library and about this issue. Uh, I just want to make clear, though, a lot of the issues that we're dealing with here are things that would have to go through in terms of TIFA changes or things that had to go to the state. So a lot of this is going to be in a discussionary position. The city is not authorized unilaterally to be able to act on a lot of these issues. It will be something that would take state, um, <clears throat> state law to pass. I'm sure in the future I want to work with my colleague, uh, Representative, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, Representative, uh, Councilman Durhall, as well as Council President Sheffield, when we're shaping our policy going to the state, that this, the library, would be a conversation that we have with all of our colleagues. I know um, I said Member Durhall is working diligently to put together that state policy, so I'll work with him to add my two cents and his staff, but uh, that's something that I would prefer that we do before we go to the committee at all. Thank you, Madam thank President. You, thank and you. thank you for allowing me to have the leeway to have this discussion. Yep. And I want to thank uh, my my colleagues on the committee, uh, Vice Chairwoman Calloway, as well as Member Benson for having this discussion. And thank uh, Member Benson for bringing out this 10-year report. And I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Member Young. Member Calloway? Yes. Um, thank you, Madam Chair. And I thank you for agreeing to have a um, meeting um, outside of the um, committee of um, the standing committee um, with neighborhood and um, community services is very important and um, things continue to arise and we continue to receive information and it seems like a tangled mess that has to be untangled we cannot allow our Detroit public libraries to um, be in this position any further um, our children use those libraries our senior citizens use those libraries I use the library um, so we have to untangle this mess and I cannot imagine having any type of discussion uh, without Mr. Russ Ballant and the um, Library Commission. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you. All right, so thank you to you all, uh, and we will continue those. Uh, yes, pro tape. Yep, so I don't want to add on to it, <clears throat> don't have much to add to it, but we are having a, a pre-scheduled discussion on Thursday as well in PED. Oh, okay. So we wanted to, we were going to have it two weeks ago, uh, but we wanted to allow those who are uh, going to be participating an opportunity to read the uh, voluminous report uh, because the report came out shortly before the uh, meeting was scheduled. Uh, so we're going to have that further discussion uh, in PED 
as well as we've been receiving and um, uh, questions and responses uh, along the way. So um, fully covered on council for the library. Yep. Perfect. So we have this, this several conversations and discussions forthcoming with the Detroit Public Library. Thank you, Pro Tem Tate. And our next uh, caller, please. The next caller is call in user two. Mm -hmm. Hello? Yes, good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year, um, Madam Sheckfield. I would like to make arrangements to have a conversation with you. I've been trying to get with Latosha to book that and not got a response for the majority of this month. Is that possible? Sure. We'd love to chat with you, just like we did not too long ago. <laughs> I yes. would love to and have I a want conversation. I want to let you know I appreciate you. I want to give you um, some good update in a summary. Thank you for letting me be able to get some minor sleep starting in December. Um, when I talk with you, I'll be able to show you what's been the update, but I just want to thank you uh, for helping in this situation going on with me. In a summary, I'm glad that all of you all have voted not to bring Transvail back, which was one of the worst, some of the most rudest employees when it comes to leaving us stranded and not caring for us that are disabled. Madam President, can you tell me when council can do a line item to make sure that 36th District Court is being made aware if a building doesn't have a certificate of compliance, there should not be evicting people. With an individual named Chelsea reached out to me about a week, two weeks ago, but she gives misinformation on which council office referred, and I feel that that's kind of disingenuous. And she's not able to do anything, so it's really just a waste of time. Finally, in closing. All right, thank you so much. Unfortunately, I that, that, sure. uh -oh, that is your two minutes, but um, I would definitely submit a follow-up regarding the 36th 36, 36 District Court um, in their process um, of <clears throat> the eviction process, and we will follow up with you um, offline. Thank you. Uh, the next caller is Cunningham. Okay. Good morning, Mr. Cunningham. Good morning, honorable body. Good morning, everyone at home. Um, many of you called, but the hotline number or the message line is 313-444-9114. It kind of extends my time to about three minutes. 313-444-9114, 313-444-9114. I just want to commend Russ Glond and D'Amico Williams for all of their years of service and, and fighting. And uh, I got to 
Mr. must have felt some type of way to to uh, read a letter and, and even member Tate with the vice president of city council uh, had to step in and say, you know, <laughs> there was tons and tons of complaints. I'm disabled. I take Metro Lyft um, when I'm not driving, especially now that I'm leasing a vehicle, which is $80 a day. Um, <laughs> I am praying and hoping I am praying and hoping to get a good mechanic to repair the vehicle that I have, or my, my biggest prayer is to get a vehicle that is handicap accessible with a wheelchair lift so I can get my mom out the nursing home and as well, um, people that want transportation that need a wheelchair lift. Um, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm not perfect, but I am God's child. In two days, um, I'll be uh, turning 41. <laughs> and God is good. Uh, and I appreciate all the, the well wishes and, and the love. I'll be doing the same thing I always do on any other day. Um, but uh, please hit that number, 313-444-9114. Anyone make the mayor's meeting, the mayor mandated meeting at KMAC. Come on out. Right. Thank you, Mr. Cunningham, and happy early birthday to you. We do not hear you or talk to you before Thursday. Happy early birthday. All right, our next caller, please. Our next caller is, it's our money and we want it now. Good morning, council and everyone. Thank you for taking my comment. Uh, we still have not been compensated or anything is being done about our $600 million that has been looted from the people of Detroit and illegally foreclosed homes. Thousands of families are illegally out in the street. Their homes have been illegally stolen by the city. We are demanding that these people be, and me, be compensated and made whole. We want you to act now. We want hearings now. Why are you afraid of hearings? You have the power to subpoena people. This is a crime that's ongoing. And you all are participating in it the longer you sit on your hands on this matter. So I'm encouraging you before the people have to come back down to KMAC and close it down like we did before for the whole day. We may have to do it for the whole week, but we'll do what we have to do to demand that you pay us $600 million and people get their homes back. They're homeless. Families are living in their house, their cars illegally because of the city. You have the power, city council, and we're employing the mayor who has the power to set up some kind of way to pay us back that he can look. You guys do the hearing. He needs to set up some programs and policies, ways to pay us back. We shouldn't even be taxed for city taxes uh, during in, from the city. The city is taxing us. Then they tack on uh, um, uh, uh, other monies. Uh, they, they also tack on monies in the county because of illegal taxes so we want you to act and stop dragging it along because that's what you're doing you're dragging it along thinking we ain't we gonna forget we ain't forgot 
All right. Thank you so much for calling in. I just wanted to really quickly reply. Um, one, there is a property tax reform ordinance that will be submitted to the council that um, our office, along with other members in um, the coalition, have been working on. And I think everyone from the administration to the assessor office is all in agreement. Um, so that will be forthcoming. Uh, the second thing is we are currently, I think the whole city is waiting for a response at this moment regarding uh, the legality of cash payments and tax credits from the attorney general. Um, so that opinion will, will be released soon, um, and that is an independent review um, that will decide a decision um, that may be in alignment with the Corporation Council's uh, response that we could not do that, or it may be against it. So we have to wait to see what that response is and then move forward on uh, the talks around compensation or tax credits. Um, lastly, uh, there is a resolution that will be submitted very soon. Uh, that speaks to various programs that the city can offer to residents who were overassessed. Uh, last budget, we allocated money for that to, um, to be forthcoming. Uh, we're still working out the various programs, and I'm hoping by the first quarter of this year, um, there will be a resolution, again, that speaks to programs um, and city services that we can provide to individuals, families, and residents who were unfortunately overassessed. So please stay tuned for that. All right, thank you. Our next caller, please. The next caller is phone number ending in 711. All right. Good morning, I'm Lee Shelton. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a few concerns. How much is the outside audit from Plant Moran? How much is their contract? Are they currently under contract? Uh, information I have from 2018 is that the city of Detroit shelled out over $5 million for the services of the outside auditing firm Plant Moran. And uh, the selection process for them was shady and unethical uh, because they were involved, excuse me, the office of the chief financial officer was involved in, in the selection process, which he should not have been. Also, the oversight agencies for auditing firms actually uh, released a blistering report on Plant Moran saying that they were doing subpar auditing. This brings me to the fact that the Auditor, the Auditor General of the City of Detroit, Mark Lockrich, his term is about to be up in early February. I'd just like the council and also the residents and taxpayers to be aware that that position of our Detroit Auditor General is very sensitive and very important, especially if there is malfeasance and fraud and misappropriation and theft going on in the city's books with its finances. So that's a very important position. I think the council should do their due diligence in choosing the auditor, the Detroit Auditor General, to replace uh, Mr. Lockridge. Uh, Mary Sheffield, thank you for your response. I was beginning to think that these notices were harder to find than Jimmy Hoffa's body. At least it seems that you put it in as a line uh, item. I also want the council and everybody to know you can't blame this the lack of notices on bond council. 
All right. Thank you, Mr. Shelton. The next caller is phone number ending in 534. All right. Good morning, caller 534. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Um, number one, please don't touch the library funding. Good God, that's such a basic asset that we need in this city. Um, I once again would like to urge the law department to do something about Stellantis. I mean, it's kind of like we got environmental racism in our backyard. And I mean, how many how many years do the people suffering over there have to come and ask for relief? Um, also, they're putting in a new uh, sewer pipe in my neighborhood. I don't understand why we're making such investment. We're not separating the storm water from the sewer water. Isn't that what that, all that federal infrastructure money would be for? We also need to spend way more money on our youth. Um, I'm happy to see there's some recreation centers coming up in, in District 7. Definitely need them in 4. And we also need programming. I and others are deeply concerned about the mental health status of some of our youth. I keep seeing young homeless men, and it's breaking my heart. And then to watch this council over and over and give billionaires and millionaires tax breaks when there's so much suffering out here, it breaks my heart. Um, the $600 million over taxation, the Dems are in control of Lansing. Excuses that we've heard before is the solution has to come out of Lansing. So there's no excuse now. Dems are in control. Please show us, Dems, that, that you really care and you don't just take votes for granted. Um, also, I'd like to say a prayer about the North End, and I would like to uh, ask God to ask this council and this mayor to reflect upon, and his staff to reflect upon the harm that they... All right. Thank you. The next caller is Carol Hughes. Good morning, Honorable Body. May I be heard? Yes, good morning. Good morning. I'm calling about, um, let me preface this by saying that uh, thank you, Russ and the Library Commission. Uh, the city does not need to uh, handle any other assets that belong to the city. And um, writing ordinances don't seem to matter. You've written an ordinance for uh, certification of compliance, and we find people who are not respecting that ordinance. So ordinance is not necessarily the right direction, but I am calling specifically this morning about uh, the capital agenda policy review. There is a section of it that says maintaining existing assets. We have a queue line that was in our assets one year, and then the next year it was gone, and I asked Mr. Watson about that queue line, and I found out inadvertently by Councilman Calloway, who also knows that it has been that it made private. I want to know how $125 million worth of bonds were sold on the people in the city, and they don't own the asset. 
this seems to be a common refrain with this council and this city. You could care less about the people in the city, and that was indicative of Mr. Tate's comments when he said that he voted for in uh, Dev, but he knew that the people were not satisfied with it because you don't care what the people think. All we are are a piggy bank for white rich people to come here and 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 get rich and enrich themselves on our back. I need you to launch an investigation on where that asset, the Q line, went. Because federal dollars came to the city, state dollars came to the city, and the city spent in April 2011, put $125 million bonds on the people. We've already been in bankruptcy once. I can give you some names, Matthew McCullen, Daryl Burks, Mike McCullen, uh, Richard Penske, uh, Sarah. All right. Thank you so much, uh Ms. Hughes, and um, some of the questions that you answered would definitely take uh, responses, written responses from probably LPD. So if you have um, those questions that you would like um, answered in detail, just submit those to us and we can get responses for you. All right, Ari, was that our last caller? Uh, no, Madam no, President, uh, okay. the, this is the last caller. The last caller who raised their hand before you cut off public comment is Stephen Howring. Okay. Well, thank you for letting me speak. I know I did it like right when you were cutting it off. Um, can I be heard? Yes, you can. Good morning. Awesome. So, yeah, I want to um, discuss the transit issue. Um, we need to double the budget for DDOT. I mean, our transit system is, I'm going to say it, it's just as embarrassing as the Lions 2008 season. That's how bad it is especially compared to other cities. And we need to double, or in my opinion, triple. But when budget season comes, I mean, it needs to be doubled. I also want to give the uh, TransDev executive that came a lot of, because, you know, I just think it was just ridiculous. I mean, that he expects to come and try to get the contract back because you know, I don't take paratransit, but I've had a client, a client who was a senior facility, and I, I've heard all the stories. I've also heard it from people on the bus, you know. <laughs> I just think it was completely outrageous that that trans-dev executive came. And I also want to say the um, comments about the bike lanes were from member Holloway were pretty ignorant. Um these bike lanes are highly utilized. I mean, it's pretty much all I have to say for now. All right, thank you. Ari, right, was that our last uh, public comment? Uh, yes, Madam President, that was the last public comment. All right, thank you. All right, thank you to everyone that called in and also came down for public comment. We will now Proceed back to our agenda. Understanding committee reports for the budget, finance, and audit standing committee from the city clerk's office, city planning commission. Council member Durhall, a resolution, line item 15.1. Council member Durhall. Thank you, Madam President. Line item 15.1 is a neighborhood enterprise zone certificate application for the rehabilitation of a multiple family building at 4110, 4112, and 4114 Trumbull in the Woodbridge Estates Neighborhood Enterprise Zone area. 
recommend and move for approval of line item 15.1. Motion has been made. Any objections? Hearing none, the one resolution will be approved. For the Internal Operations Standing Committee from the Office of Contracting and Procurement. Madam President, there are two contracts up for a vote today from the Internal Operations Standing Committee. Both contracts are for the Law Department. First up, we have contract number 600-3874, City Funding, Amendment Number 1, to provide an extension of time and an increase of funds for legal counsel on immigration employee sponsorships for the City of Detroit. Contract is Clark Hill, PLC. Total contract amount, $80,000. The next contract is contract number 600-0554, City Funding, Amendment Number 13, to provide an increase of funds only for legal representation to the City of Detroit in impending litigation involving claims against the City of for ongoing cases. Contract is Fink Bresic PLLC. Total contract amount $4,570,000. Council Member Johnson, two resolutions, line items 16.1 and 16.2. Council Member Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. I'd like to uh, make a motion on line item 16.1 to actually send it back to committee. Uh, there was a lot of discussion, and I'd like to ask the HR department to come in and give us more detail about that particular line item. Okay. There's a motion to send 16.1 back to committee. Any objections? Hearing none, that line item will go back to internal ops. Member Johnson. Uh, thank you, Madam President. Move for approval on line item 16.2. All right, motion has been made. Discussion. Discussion, yes. Member Calloway. Um, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, uh, these two contracts are contracts um, that I had, um, uh, had issues with. The second one, which is um, contract number 6,000. Um, 554, uh, which is an open-ended $900,000 contract for um, Fink Razak, located in Bloomfield Hills on their website, but for purposes of this contract, their office is in Detroit. Um, I am very uncomfortable with us continuing to give this law firm all these contracts, which means we're excluding other qualified law firms who may um, be minority, women. We never seem to have any minority law firms or women law firms. I haven't seen one law, women, uh, woman law firm yet, and I've been sitting on this council for one year. We're not being fair in the way that we award these, um, these contracts because we're only awarding them to two law firms, uh, mostly, Clark Hill and Fink Brazak. I have a problem with this particular contract, um, and I shared this with Corporation Counsel Madeline when he came to the table um, last Wednesday. This is an open-ended $900,000 contract. We don't know what it covers, so how can we sit here and vote it up? We don't even know what the $900,000 is going to cover. We continue to give this law firm contract after contract after contract, excluding all other con um, law firms. And we have to stop that. We have to give everybody a fair opportunity to have these contracts. And not always the same two that I see coming before the council. And um, 
$4.5 million with 13 amendments. He handles everything. He handles everything for the city. And because he has a good relationship with the city clerk, that's irrelevant. That is totally irrelevant. And Corporation Council said that last week. He has a relationship with the city clerk. That's, that's irrelevant. I'm hoping that this council will ask the Corporation Council to put other law firms into the rotation instead of continuing to give Fink Brazak these million-dollar contracts. Thank you, Madam Chair, and I will be a no vote on this. All right, thank you. Thank you. Is, is there anyone from the Law Department that would like Good afternoon, Graham Anderson, or good morning, uh, Graham Anderson Law Department through the chair. Um, uh, as uh, uh, Attorney uh, Conrad Mallett uh, had spoke uh, last week, uh, the majority of the anticipated litigation in uh, this contract is for anticipated election litigation uh, for the upcoming uh, 2024 election, as well as continued litigation for the 2022 election, as well as anticipated census um, litigation. Uh, but I, I do know, um, uh, and uh, so did um, uh, uh, Attorney Conrad, also uh, understands the concerns that um, uh, the city does need to reach out and connect to uh, additional law firms in the city beyond just Fink and Clark Hill. That is definitely understood. Um, as well as on top of that as well, I know um, Councilwoman Santiago Ramiro had uh, a few questions as well that I've been trying to circle and pin down for you, which I've not been able to yet get answered. So for that specifically, I would ask for another week on this matter so I can get some of those additional questions answered. All right. So... Um we're, I know you moved it for approval, um, but it sounds like there's some outstanding questions. And then even in the, the description that I have before me, um, it states that the legal representation is for Comcast settlements, nationwide recovery, things related to the towing litigation matters. So is it separate from what you just mentioned? or is No, this no, no uh, through the chair. Um, uh, it's, it's included in that. Okay. But I just remember those were specific matters that in committee were discussed on top of what's in written down here is the anticipated uh, election and census litigation as well. Okay. All right. So I would like to um, postpone it. I know Member Callaway used to have additional questions. Yes. Yeah. And Madam Chair, in some of the cases you just uh, mentioned, have those cases been resolved? Because they, we're at the 13th Amendment, right? Amendment number 13, rather. So haven't some of those cases been closed? Even though you listed them, when I looked from my research, some of those places that the council member, uh, council president just mentioned, haven't they been resolved? We're yep. just listing them for purposes of the contract to show us the contracts that he's had in the past. Is that correct? Um, I can't give you a specific answer on that, but I can definitely give you a breakdown uh, next week of which of these contract or which of these uh, matters are resolved, mm -hmm. which these are still ongoing, and which of these are anticipated. Yeah, and, and through the chair, um, I have another question. Can you also provide a list of the minority um, law firms that this city um, contracts, and then also a list of the women-owned law firms that the city contracts, and also a list of the black-owned um, law firms, uh, men and women? Thank you, Madam Chair. Absolutely, will do. Thank Council you, sir. Member. Thank you thank kindly. You. All right. Thank you, Member Calloway. Uh, Member Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, motion to postpone line item 16.2 for one week. Motion has been made. Are there any objections? Hearing none, that motion will be approved to postpone for one week.
All right, from the law department. Councilmember Johnson, five resolutions, line items 16.3 through 16.7. Councilmember Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. I'd like to take line item 16.4. Uh, this is a request for legal representation and indemnification. We did host a closed session. Uh, motion to approve line item 16.4. All right, motion has been made for approval. And are there any objections? Objection. Objection. I'm sure it's a lot of us. <laughs> All right, so let's start to my right, Member Callaway. Objection. Objection. President Pro Tem Tate, objection. All right. President Sheffield, no. Uh, Councilman Young, no. Councilman Romero, no. Member Johnson, objection. Member Durhaw, objection. Madam President, line item 16.4 fails. All right, that uh, resolution fails. Member Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. Move for approval on line item 16.3, as well as line item 16.5 through 16.7. These are various lawsuit settlement requests. All right, motion has been made for approval. Are there any objections? Um, Madam Chair. Uh, yes, Member Callaway. Yes, Madam Chair. 16.7, I thought that we had decided, if I may, um, to bring this back with a date to be determined, depending on the answers that we um, presented during um, our committee meeting last week. That's in my notes. Through the chair, if I may. Hold on one second. We haven't moved it for a discussion. It was moved for approval. Oh. Then by <laughs> default gives a discussion. Okay. All right, cool. Thank you, Dr. Powers. Member Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. I believe that is a different line item that Member Callaway is referring to. This line item was relative to um, several other sessions that we'd had. There were several different um, individuals who have filed a suit, but this is actually for a settlement relative to those uh, requests for legal representation and indemnification. We did move this out of committee. Okay, um, my notes say something different, but I'll defer to you, um, um, Member Johnson, but my notes say something entirely different from our meeting from last Wednesday. Thank you, Madam Chair. All right, I'm gonna go to the law department. Yes. Th through the chair, um, uh, it's not, it's actually, it's case evaluation award, the, uh, whether accept or reject, that's what that is, um, which I believe the deadline is January 27th, whether the city accepts or rejects. Uh, for, for clarity on 16.7. All right, so um, Member Johnson, we're going to move forward with 16.7, correct? Yes. Okay. All right, thank you. All right, so the motion has been made for approval. Are there any objections? Objection. Uh, Member Calloway, which line item? 16.7, Madam Chair. Okay. The clerk will note. So don't. All right. And the other, I think it was three resolutions, will be approved? Yes. Okay. Under resolutions? Councilmember Johnson, two resolutions, line items 16.8 and 16.9. Councilmember Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. Move for approval. Uh, line item 16.8 is reappointing Geraldine Chapman to the Property Tax Board of Review to represent. City Council at Large Member Young and 
move for approval on line item 16.9, it is to reappoint Eloise Moore to represent City Council District 3 on the Board of Zoning Appeals. All right, motion has been made for approval. Are there any objections? Hearing none, the two resolutions will be approved. Right, a waiver has been requested. Um, colleagues, can we request one on both of them, Six, please? Yes. 16, waiver on 16.8. Okay. So a waiver has been requested for 16.8 and 16.9. Are there any objections? Hearing none, that motion is approved. For the Planning and Economic Development Standing Committee from the Office of Contracting and Procurement. Madam President, there are two contracts up for a vote today from the Planning and Economic Development Standing Committee, both contracts for housing and revitalization. Uh, first up, we have contract number 600-319782, grant funding, amendment number two, to provide an extension of time and an increase of funds to mitigate housing instability as a result of the economic crisis. Contract is Jefferson East, Inc., total contract amount, $275,000. The next contract is contract number 600-4551A1, 100% ARPA funding, amendment number one, to provide an increase of funds only for roof replacement and related construction services for up to 200 residential homes. Contract is DMC Consultants, Inc., total contract amount, $2,040,000. Council President Pro Tem Tate, two resolutions, line items 17.1 and 17.2. Pro Tem Tate. Madam President, move approval on line items 17.1 and 17.2, please. All right, any discussion? discussion. All right, discussion, uh, Member Benson. On line item 17.2, either to the Pro Tem or to the administration, I understand that tax clearances um, expired. Have those been reestablished? <laughs> My understanding, uh, I'm sorry, Madam President, Pro they, they have been, but I'll let the department uh, say so at this particular committee, at the session. All right, Mr. Washington. Good morning, Madam Chair and Council. Um, we do have Tamara Hardy as well as Kayla Perrin online. All right, we will bring those individuals over. Madam Chair. Yes, Ms. Sabatini. Yes, ma'am. Lorianne Sabatini, LPD. The tax clearances have been updated and they now expire 11 23 uh, Member Benson. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. Um, and then also, our office did request just a list of the properties um, that will be receiving the roof replacements. I know, Ms. Sabatini, you probably cannot respond to that, but Ms. Washington, if you are on, I um, just want to get confirmation that that will be submitted to us. I said, Mr. Washington, I said, excuse me, Mr. Washington, are you there? Yes, uh, yes, Madam Chair. Yes, we'll be sending that out to you. Okay, thank you. Madam All right. Chair. Uh, yes, Member Calloway. Will Mr. Washington, um, Mr. Washington be sending that list to the entire council? Because I also requested it. You requested it mm -hmm. as well? Okay. Yeah. Every, it sounds like a lot of members requested that, 
Mr. Washington, so make sure we can receive that to the entire council. So no, the Madam Chair. Okay, thank you. All right, Pro Temptate, you move these for approval? Yes, ma'am. Any further discussion? All right, hearing none, the two resolutions will be approved. From the City Planning Commission. Council President Pro Tem Tate, an introduction of an ordinance, line item 17.3. Pro Tem Tate. Our president, I move that the ordinance be read twice by title, ordered printed, and laid on the table. Hearing no objections, that action will be taken. From the City Planning Commission. Council President Pro Tem Tate, a resolution setting a public hearing, line item 17.4. Pro Tem Tate. Madam President, I move approval of line item 17.4 for day to be determined. All right. Motion has been made to set a public hearing. And again, I didn't mention this is a rezoning request for Sir Metro. Any objections to setting a public hearing? Hearing none, that motion is approved. From the City Planning Commission. Council President Pro Tem Tate, an introduction of an ordinance, line item 17.5. Pro Tem Tate. Madam President, I move that the ordinance be read twice by title, ordered printed, and laid on the table. All right. And this is a rezoning for Parkstone Development, requesting to rezone several parcels. Any objections? Hearing none, that action will be taken. From the City Planning Commission. Council President Pro Tem Tate, a resolution setting a public hearing, line item 17.6. Pro Tem Tate. Madam President, I move approval of line item 17.6 for a day to be determined. All right. Hearing no objections, that resolution will be approved for the scheduling of a public hearing. From the City Planning Commission. Council President Pro Tem Tate, an introduction of an ordinance, line item 17.7. Pro Tem Tate. Madam President, I move that the ordinance be read twice by title, ordered printed, and laid on the table. All right, and this is a proposed ordinance from Ballpoint Bagley LLC requesting to rezone parcels in Southwest Detroit. Are there any objections? Hearing none, that action will be taken. From the City Planning Commission. Council President Pro Tem Tate, a resolution setting a public hearing, line item 17.8. Pro Tem Tate. Madam President, move approval of line item 17.8 for a day to be determined. Hearing no objections, the resolution will be approved to set a public hearing. From the Housing and Revitalization Department. Council President Pro Tem Tate, two resolutions, line items 17.9 and 17.10. Pro Tem Tate. Madam President, move approval of line items 17.9 and 17.10, please. Motion has been made for approval. 17.9 is an obsolete property rehabilitation certificate. 17.10 is an application grant for the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development for the Choice Neighborhoods Supplemental Grant. Are there any objections? Hearing none, the two resolutions will be approved. Can we have a waiver, colleagues, on 17.10? Request for a waiver on line item 17.10, please. All right. Hearing no objections, that motion is approved. From the Planning and Development Department. Council President Pro Tem Tate, four resolutions, 
Line items 17.11 through 17.14. Pro Tim Tate. Madam President, move approval of line items 17.11 through 17.14, please. All right, motion has been made, and these are various property sales. Any objections? All right, hearing none, the four resolutions will be approved. Madam um, Chair. Yes, Member Calloway. Um, a waiver on 17.14. Okay, a waiver has been requested. Any objections? Madam. Hearing none, that motion is approved for a waiver. Uh, yes, Member Young. Uh, is it too late for me to make a motion? Uh, I would like to make a motion. I have requested uh, for a total number of affordable housing units that have been built and occupied since the affordable housing ordinance was passed and organized by AMI. Is it too late for me to make that motion now? Uh, you can make it, but let's finish. You want to finish first? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's yes. fine. But it's not too late for you. I'm going to make sure it's yep. Member Johnson? Madam President, I'd like to request a waiver on line item 17.9 and 17.11. 17.9 and 17.11. Yes. Any objections? Hearing none, that motion is approved. Madam All right, President. we will now move to the new business portion of the agenda from the Office of Contracting and Procurement. Madam President, uh, clerk's office would like to note line item 18.13 is actually a duplicate of line item 18.12 on the agenda. However, the correct information was attached to the item in eScribe. So when I get to that uh, resolution, I will read the correct writing. Just want to let you guys know. We have, there are 13 contracts up for a vote today from the Public Health, Public Health and Safety Standing Committee on today's new business portion of the agenda. First up, we have contract number 306. 0444, 100% city funding to provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at 10034 Cedar Lawn. Contractors DMC Consultants, Inc. Total contract amount, $32,300. All contracts are for city demolition. The next contract is contract number 306-0723, city funding to provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at 4859 Lakewood. Contractors DMC Consultants, Inc., total contract amount, $49,760. The next contract is contract number 306 100% city funding to provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at 1662 Aylesmere. Contractors Guyanga Company, total contract amount, $26,199. The next contract is contract number 306 100% city funding to provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at 13359 Young. Contractors Guyanga Company, total contract amount $25,904. The next contract is contract number 306 100% city funding to provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at 14620 Chapel. Contractors Guyanga Company, total contract amount $23,014. Next contract is contract number 306 100% city funding to provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at 17387 Klinger. Contractors Guyanga Company, total contract amount $22,446. The next contract is contract number 
1301, 100% city funding, to provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at 4294 Larchmont. Contract is a guy company. Total contract amount, $25,715. The next contract is contract number 306, 1302, 100% city funding, to provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at 14414 Blackstone. Contractor is Guy and Company. Total contract amount $21,802. The next contract is contract number 306-1303, city funding to provide an emergency commercial alteration for the property at 2927 West McNichols. Contractor is Guy and Company. Total contract amount $178,633. The next contract is contract number 306-1440, 100% city funding provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at 5740 Harding. Contractors guy on the company, total contract amount $22,026. The next contract is contract number 306-1642, 100% city funding to provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at 19410 Havana. Contractors guy on the company, total contract amount $22,675. The next contract is contract number 306-1691, city funding to provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at 12927 Pelkey. Contractor is Guy Lung Company, total contract amount $22,300. The last contract is contract number 306-1692, 100% city funding to provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at 12827 Hickory. Contractors guy on company, total contract amount $24,304. Council member Santiago Romero, 13 resolutions, line items 18.1 through 18.13. All right, thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, member Santiago Romero. Thank you, Madam President. I motion to approve line items 18.1 through 18.13. Motion has been made. Any discussion? All right, hearing no discussion, motion has been made for approval. Are there any objections? All right, hearing none, those resolutions will be approved. Madam President, request a waiver for line item uh, 18.1. Motion has been made. Any objections? Hearing none, that motion is approved. From the Office of Contracting and Procurement. Madam President, there are two contracts up for a vote today from the Neighborhood and Community Services Standing Committee. Both contracts are for general services. First up, we have contract number 600-4905, city funding to provide a lease agreement for the City of Detroit to manage and maintain Fort Street Bridge Park. Contract is State of Michigan. Total contract amount is zero. The next contract is contract number 600-4795, city funding to provide the installation, renovation, and repair of commercial roofing for various GSD buildings. Contract is McDermott Roofing, Inc. Total contract amount, $628,000. Council Member Young, two resolutions, line items 18.14 and 18.15. Member Young. Thank you, Madam President. I move to approve line items 18.14 and 18.15. Motion has been made. Uh, discussion, Member Calloway. Um, yes, Madam Chair. Um, I'm just um, going to voice my concern now. 
about this 20-year um, lease agreement is from 2022, well, actually 2023 to 20, 2042. They're saying the city's not going to be on the hook for anything. Um, these two nonprofits um, have agreed to maintain the properties and uh, that the city does not, but it's still located in the city of Detroit. And if, if we have neighbors or folks who are visiting that area over there enjoying themselves, and if the lawn is not cut, if there's trash over there, anything, the city is going to be responsible. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm going to support it, but I still have a lot of questions about this particular almost a 20-year um, lease agreement for no dollar amount, but I still do believe that the city is going to be responsible for things that we're not agreeing to today. We may not see it this year, we may not see it next year, but um, rest assured, the city is going to be on the hook for maintaining this property um, in the future. Thank you, Madam Chair. And I, I'm just voicing my uh, opinion up front. Thank you. All right, thank you, Member Calloway. Any, Any other discussion? All right, seeing no further discussion, a motion has been made for approval. Are there any objections? Hearing none, those two resolutions will be approved. From the Office of the Chief Financial Officer, Office of Development and Grants. Councilmember Santiago Romero, 11 resolutions, line items 18.16 through 18.26. Member Santiago Romero. Thank you, Madam President. I motion to approve line items 18.16 through 18.26. These are all various grants. Motion has been made. Hearing no objections, the 11 resolutions will be approved. From the Office of the Chief Financial Officer, Office of Development and Grants. Councilmember Young, a resolution, line item 18.27. Councilmember Young. Thank you, Madam President. I move to approve line item 18.27. Motion has been made for approval, and this is to submit a grant application for the Project Healthy Community Grant. Any objections? Hearing none, that one resolution will be approved. Under resolutions, before we move forward, yes, Member Young? Can I get a waiver, Madam President? Sure. Motion has been made for a waiver. Any objections? Hearing none, that motion is approved. Under resolutions? Councilmember Johnson, a resolution setting a closed session, closed session noting a roll call. Line item 18.28. Thank you, Member Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. Move for approval on line item 18.28, which is scheduling a closed session for Tuesday, January 31st at 3 p.m. All right, there being a roll call, Mr. Clerk. Council President Sheffield? Yes. Council Member Benson? Yes. Council Member Durhall? Yes. Council Member Johnson? Yes. Council Member Santiago Romero? Yes. Council President Potentate? Yes. Council Member Waters? Yes. Council Member Whitfield Calloway? Yes. Council Member Young? Yes. Nine yeas, zero nays. All right. That uh, resolution will be approved. Under resolutions? Council President Pro Tem Tate, on behalf of Council President Sheffield, a resolution, line item 18.29. Pro Tem Tate. Move approval, line item 18.29, Madam President. All right, 18.29 is a resolution in support of Council President Sheffield's appointment to the Executive Committee of the Reparations Task Force. The individuals listed are Lauren Hood, co-chair, Keith Williams, co-chair, 
Joanne Watson, the Honorable Joanne Watson, as an ad hoc working coordinator, and Dorian Tyus as an ad hoc working coordinator. Motion has been made. Are there any objections? Hearing none, the one resolution will be approved. And pro tem Tate, if I can have a waiver. Um, with the waiver on line item 18.29, Madam President. Right. Waiver has request. been requested. Are there any objections? Hearing none, the motion is approved. Madam President. Yes, pro tem. Uh, further discussion, just wanted to uh, thank you for joining us this upcoming Saturday at our District 1 monthly meeting where we will be discussing the reparations task force with the community. Yep. So thank you for that. Looking forward to that. And um, to Member Johnson, I appreciate you and your committee because I know you have a lot of interviews forthcoming. Um, and so thank you to all my colleagues for submitting their uh, nominations. And so the interview process has started and looking forward to getting this seated, like I mentioned before, hopefully by the end of February. All right. Anything else on that? All right. So before we move to the referrals, Member Young, you had a motion that you would like to make? Yes, I do. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, I would like to make a motion for HRD to provide a total number of affordable housing units that have been built and occupied since the affordable housing ordinance was passed, and I want to be organized by AMI. I also would like information of how many low-income houses need to be built, um, how many people are on the waiting list for these houses, low-income houses, and uh, how much will that cost? All right. Motion has been made, and uh, Member Young, just make sure that you follow up with an official memo so that they yes. can have that in writing as well. Yes, Madam President, will do. All right. Any objections to that request? Hearing none, that motion is approved. All right, for the President's report on Standing Committee referrals and other matters for the Budget, Finance, and Audit Standing Committee, uh, Member Durhal, would you like to move these to new business? Thank you, Madam President. Yes, I motion that we uh, move line items 20.2 and 20.1 uh, to new business, asking that we take up line item 20.2 first. Motion has been made, and these are um, resolutions regarding the capital agenda. Any objections? Hearing? Yes. I did want to state for the record there was a substitute motion, a resolution that was circulated here at the table for uh, line item 20.2. I think that's what was passed out. Yes, that's okay. what just passed Okay, thank out. you. Thank you, Mr. Whitaker. All right, so these two line items will be sent to new business for a vote um, and no reports. From there will be referred to the Budget, Finance, and Audit Committee. For Internal Operations Standing Committee? Ten reports from various city departments. The ten reports will be referred to the Internal Operations Standing Committee for the Neighborhood and Community Services Standing Committee. Two reports from various city departments. The two reports will be referred to the uh, Neighborhood and Community Services Standing Committee for the Planning and Economic Development Standing Committee. Fourteen reports from various city departments. Fourteen reports will be referred to the public health, excuse me, the Planning and Economic Development Standing Committee for the Public Health and Safety Standing Committee. Five reports from various city departments. The five reports will be referred to the Public Health and Safety Standing Committee. Madam President. 
And um, before we go to you, one second, Member Santiago Ramiro. Uh, Mr. Clerk, do you have the resolution for the Auditor General's process? I, I do. Yes. All right. Is there a motion, colleagues, to walk this on for a vote? So moved, Madam President. All right. Hearing no objections, we will also walk on the appointment process for the Auditor General. Madam Chair? Yes, Member Calloway? Um, from the um, LPD, the Auditor General um, report, I'm hoping that we can extend the time because I think the job posting is up for two weeks. When do we make that decision? Okay. So can you give me one second? We'll yes. get to that as soon as mm -hmm. we take that up for discussion. Yeah. Um, Member Santiago Ramiro. Thank you, Madam President. Um, I did not want to interrupt, but there is a resolution. Um, it is line item 21.8. Um, it's under miscellaneous. This is uh, the for the continuation of the City of Detroit Immigration Task Force that I chair. Mm -hmm. um, I was wondering if we can move that to new business for it to go up for votes. Um, it needed to be in new business for a vote today. All right. Motion has been made. Any objections to sending this to new business? Hearing none, that motion is approved. Thank you, Madam President. And one last thing. Mm -hmm. um, we, I believe, also just went through PHS. Uh, 24.5 is a status update regarding properties located at 3600 and 3564 Toledo that is being sent to PHS. I believe this needs to be sent to PED. It's regarding um, zoning um, and it's a conversation that has been had in that committee. Uh, so I'm wondering if this can be referred to PED. And that's 24.5? Yes. Hotel, you have a problem? Okay. Motion has been made to send this line item to the Planning and Economic Development Committee. Hearing no objections, that will be sent there. Thank you. Thank you, Member Santiago Ramiro. All right, Mr. Clerk, let's take all of our items up. Madam President, first up, we have line item 20.2, which was moved to new business for a vote. Councilmember Durhall, a resolution. And this is regarding the capital agenda. Member Durhall. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, yes, this is. Uh, Regarding our capital agenda, the proposed capital agenda for 2023, 2024, uh, and 2027 through 28, and presenting questions for the same. Madam President, I move for discussion on line item 20.2. Discussion, Member Durha. Thank you, Madam President. I believe we have Mr. Todd online to give a brief synopsis of line item 20.2. Uh, as I will note that uh, the capital agenda obviously uh, is set uh, and proposed by the mayor uh, and council members have the ability to be able to make changes to the capital agenda, which Mr. Todd will articulate that process uh, briefly. Uh, so I, if, if I can, Madam President, I'd like to turn it over to Mr. Todd. Yeah. All right. Good morning, Director Todd. Good morning, Madam President. Good morning, Honorable City Council. Through you, Madam Chair, thank you, Mr. Durhall. I will be brief, uh, but make myself available to answer any questions that may remain. The particular item before you, consistent with communications that CPC and LPD have provided to this honorable body over the last several weeks, uh, goes back to the charter provisions, which, as again, Mr. Durhall alluded to, indicates that upon receiving the capital agenda from the administration, City Council is limited to only being able to delete items from the capital agenda. However, if in fact council seeks to modify or add projects, then you are required to submit to the planning director your request for the planning director's recommendations. 
it has been the practice over the decades with this somewhat uh, uh, interesting provision of the charter, which doesn't uh, have any additional direction or meaning behind it. The interpretation and the practice has been that when council does submit that request for recommendations, it also provides some preliminary sketch of the concerns, questions, or suggested recommendations. The document that is before you uh, does is the resolution that include that that makes that request, and attached to that resolution are the questions and concerns that we did receive uh, as of yesterday, uh, and also including those that have come from the city planning commission. Uh, lastly, I will state that certainly council is not limited. This is not your only bite at the apple. Obviously, any council member can send an individual communication to the administration with any other questions, concerns that they may have, and also, of course, bring those to bear as appropriate through your deliberations. But this is the formal mechanism in order to meet that charter requirement so that you will, in fact, have the authority to do more than delete, but actually alter or add projects to the proposed capital agenda. Right. Thank you, Director Todd. Uh, Member Durha. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, thank you, Director Todd. Again, I appreciate your hard work on this, as well as the CPC uh, and other uh, colleagues at LPD. Uh, Madam President, with that, I move for approval for line item 20.2. All right, motion has been made for approval. Any further discussion on 20.2? Madam President. Uh, yes, discussion. Uh, Mr. Corley. Uh, thank you so much, Madam President. So just to remind the council, um, LPD Fisco also had a, a slew of questions on a capital agenda, mm -hmm. and we would like for the administration to address those as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, so we'll be awaiting responses from the administration to the series of questions that have been submitted. I did just want to highlight one thing that I know all of us have been talking about, and that is the Detroit Public Library, which has not been included uh, in the capital agenda, and that was submitted as a question um, for a formal response from the administration as to why uh, the library is not included in the uh, proposed capital agenda. So, Member Durha, we're going to, you have further discussion? Yes, Madam yes, President, and I, and I would just note, uh, again, uh, if this were to pass today mm -hmm. uh, as well, the next line item that we'll be taking up sets a public hearing, uh, which at that time will happen in the Budget Finance and Audit Subcommittee, and those questions can be answered or asked or answered uh, as well and discussed. And Thank I just you. want to make sure, Member Durha, you're going to set the public hearing after the questions are responded to. Well, when we get to the next line item, yes, Madam President. Okay. Further discussion, Member Young? Yeah, um, I just want to talk to uh, LPD about the uh, library, and uh, and forgive my ignorance here, but unless this is something that has already happened before where we've included the library in the capital agenda, my concern is would that be potentially seen as us overreaching our authority because the, the library, from my understanding, deals with the day-to-day -day spending, and we approve the final budget. That, that's my understanding. So should we have a say-so in their capital agenda, or is that something that they would do? Madam President. Mr. Corley. Thank you for that question, um, Councilman Young. So the city of Detroit does own some of the uh, library branches. Okay. Um, and the city provides you know, monies uh, on occasion to the library to help them with their capital improvements. Um, and okay. the library has been a part of the capital agenda in the past for a long time. So that's why we felt, you know, it was, it was 
wasn't right for them not to include the library in the capital agenda. No, that that, that makes sense. Thank you. Let me just ask one more. Thank you for that clarification. I just want, and this is just out of curiosity. If if let's if this is just hypothetical here, but let's just say we decided that we want to transfer those properties to the library commission. Was that something that we could be able to do, where we would transfer ownership to them, or would that be something we had to go to the state for permission as well? Madam President, um, Councilman Young, so the Library Commission also owns some of the oh, library right. branches. That's, that's number one. Um, in terms of transferring city property to the Library Commission, um, I, I want to refer to Mr. Whitaker on that one. Um, President, certainly the, the city has the ability to transfer or to um, sell the disposal of property that will require certainly the administration's initiative council would have to approve that but that could happen theoretically you unilaterally we would have to get approval from any other government you're just talking about the city can make that decision and unilaterally make certainly. that choice to transfer property to the library madam president Mr. Whitaker? certainly if it's the city's asset right city wouldn't have to get approval from another entity to, to, to do that, certainly they would have to be willing to accept. It's just the way it's said, it's just one of the more unique processes. Thank you, I, I appreciate it, I'm done. Thank you, Madam President. Further discussion, yes, Member Calloway. Yes, thank you, Madam Chair. All the reason why we should have the discussions that we're gonna have in the upcoming weeks is so important because it's tangled and um, we can't proceed in this tangled ensnarement that I think we find ourselves in in our, in our Detroit public library system. So it's becoming more and more um, complicated as I sit here and listen to uh, Member Young's um, questions. They're, they're provocative, they're, um, they're um, um, inquisitive, and they're thought-provoking, and I want answers just like you, um, um, Member at Large, Coleman A. Young II. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you. Member Waters? I, I just want to, thank you, Madam President. I just want to clarify. Now, they cannot sell those assets without city council approval. Is that correct? I want to make sure that I understand Def it. Madam President? Yes, Mr. Whitaker. That would be definitely correct. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All right. No further discussion. Uh, Member Durhaw has moved 20.24 approval. Are there any objections? Hearing none, that resolution will be approved. And Mr. Clerk? Madam President, next up we have line item 20.1, Council Member Durhaw, resolution. Member Durhaw? Thank you, Madam President. Line item 20.1 is the scheduling the proposed uh, capital agenda fiscal year 2022, uh, 2023 through 24 through 2027 and 28 public hearing. Uh, I move for approval to set a public hearing uh, for line item 20.1 for February 15th. Motion has been made. Any objections? At uh, what time? The clerk wants to know what time. Pardon me. Uh, at 1 p.m. during the budget finance and audit subcommittee. All right. Hearing no objections. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I think you should, you should either make it 103 or 105, but not at the very same time. Okay. Thank you. I modify my motion. I uh, would like to set it at 1.05 uh, p.m. Hearing no objections, that public hearing will be scheduled. All right, Mr. Clerk. Madam President, next up we have a resolution, and this resolution is to adopt 
a process to appoint the Auditor General. Councilmember Johnson, a resolution. Councilmember Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. Move for discussion. All right, discussion. Um, so before we move to Member Calloway, um, Mr. Whitaker or Attorney Barcliffe, you can, good morning. Good morning. If you can just uh, briefly go over the resolution before so that the public is aware of the process that council was adopting if we move forward today. We've drafted the, res well, good morning, first of all. We've drafted the resolution um, as follows. We've already posted the, the job description on various um, governmental websites, search engines and such. So what we, the process is now is that the, the resumes and cover letters are due February 3rd, and they would go to the general, I mean, Auditor General app at DetroitMI.gov email address. We are only receiving applications at that email address. No applications received in any other fashion will be accepted. After which, after the deadline, our office will compile um, and, and vet the applications that have been put forth, meaning that we're looking for the minimum qualifications, which are 18 years of age and um, holding of a, a CPA, being a CPA. We will then forward those applications to your honorable body for your um, determination on whether you would like to interview any of those individuals. According to the resolution, each council member gets up to one person that they can nominate for interviews, which is up to your honorable body to decide if that's what you would like. Um, and then after that, there will be an interview process, and from there you can determine whether you whether a ballot is necessary or whether you have an individual that you, your body would like to appoint. All right. Thank you, uh, Attorney Barcliffe. Um, and I know Member Callaway had a... Madam, Madam President, All right, before I we move to you, yes, Mr. Whitaker. This is only a suggested right. proposal, so certainly is up to you to determine whether or not any of this is, becomes final. Okay. Thank you. So we can open it up for discussion. Yes, Member Calloway. Thank you, Madam Chair. So um, I just want to make sure I understand. There's only two requirements, that you be 18 years of age and that you be a certified public accountant. Those are the minimum requirements, yes. So no experience in municipal financing, that's not a requirement because I would want that to be a threshold requirement that they have some type of experience in accounting dealing with municipalities like Detroit. But just to have two requirements, be 18 years old and certified public accountant, that's, you know, we're opening up to thousands of folks. I would at least put something in there requiring them to have some type of experience with working in cities. The job description itself does, does mention those um, um, attributes as, that you've named but they're not strict requirements. Mm -hmm. According to the charter, the only strict requirements is are 18 years of age and being a CPA. However, with all of the independent contractor position, not independent, uh, independent entities, um, they're the, the charter sets out minimum qualifications. Okay. However, you can always take into account 
experience, auditing experience, um, mm -hmm. experience working in government, you know, all of those types of things. But I mentioned those because the charter, I mentioned those two things in, in particular because that's what the charter requires. The job description does mention all of those other, um, uh, other skill sets, but they're not required, so to speak. Thank you. Thank you for that. And one last question, Madam Chair. Um, the two, um, I think the deadline is February 3rd. Can we extend that if we decide we want to extend it? If we are coming across applicants who maybe don't fit the description or we're not satisfied with, are we able to extend that deadline beyond February 3rd? There is the possibility that you can do that after which, I mean, after the closing of the process. W what we have advertised already, because the notices are already out mm -hmm. with the February 3rd deadline, is up to your body to determine whether the, the pool of applicants that you have is sufficient, and then we can make decisions based on that at that time. Yeah. But it does, you're not set in stone with the, the people that you, um, that, that apply. And who selected the February, through the chair, who selected the February 3rd address, I mean, date, because I wasn't aware of it. I don't know if, the, if my colleagues were aware of it, because that's not like a large window of time for people to apply. I would have wanted at least, you know, 30 days, because we're going to, you know, if, if we go beyond February 21st, it was my understanding from Mr. Whitaker last week, that if we go beyond the February 21st um, hard deadline, that we still have an interim in place, which is the deputy. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not understanding why the February 3rd, which is like two weeks, um, was selected. The, the two-week span is the, two, is, the, is the time limit that council typically has used for these type of positions. So, the, we, I mean, we've had experience in um, helping you um, appoint an auditor general, the inspector general, the ombudsperson, the BZA director, any number of those positions, and that's what we've always advertised for, for the two weeks. I mean, if, if your honorable body would like an extended period of time, it's, your, it's within your desire to do that. Um, but that's what we've typically done, and the process has been similar for all of these positions. Okay, um, one more thing, it's just a comment. Two weeks for a 10-year appointment, you know, um, to me, it's like um, not enough time, but thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Ms. Barclay. Thank you. All right, any further discussion on this resolution? All right, and just wanted to also highlight that our interview choices must be submitted to LPD by February the 10th as well. Um, so our recommendations, once the process closed, has to be submitted to LPD by February the 10th. All right, um, let's see. Member Johnson? Did you move this for approval? I'm sorry. Is this, is this? Uh, thank you, Madam President. Move for approval. All right. It's what were you going to say? No. Okay. All right. Motion has been made for approval. Are there any objections? Hearing none, the resolution will be approved. And uh, Mr. Clerk. Madam President, lastly, line item 21.8 was moved to new business for a vote. Councilmember Santiago Romero, a resolution. Uh, Member Santiago Romero. Thank you, Madam President. Motion to approve line items 21 point, line item 21.8. Motion has been made. Are there any objections? Hearing none, the resolution will be approved. Madam President. Um, Member Benson. I'd like to uh, reconsider the vote on line items 6.12 and 6.13. 
and move both of those items to new business for a vote. Those are both task forces from my office. 6.1? 6 6.12 and 6.13. All right. With the senior task force as well as the green task force. All right. So those were referrals to committee. You would like to move those to new business? For a vote today, yes. Motion has been made to move those to uh, new business for a vote. Any objections? Hearing none, that motion is approved. And Mr. Clerk? Councilmember Minson, two resolutions, line items 6.12 and 6.13. Councilmember Benson? Motion to approve. Motion has been made for approval. Any objections? Hearing none, the motion is approved. Request a waiver on line item 6.12 and 6.13. A waiver has been requested. Are there any objections? Hearing none, that motion is approved. All right, we will now move under the consent agenda. There are no items, Madam President. And we will now turn over to member reports. Pro Tem Tate. Um, wanted to alert everyone to the D1 monthly meeting that we're going to be having this upcoming Saturday, uh, taking place at the Edison Center, uh, 10 a.m., until 1230. It's a pretty long meeting, but we retain about 90% of the folks who were there. Uh, try to keep it interesting for folks. This month we will be having none other, as I mentioned earlier, Council President uh, Sheffield, who will be discussing the reparations task force. Um, folks have also seen this huge structure at 96 in Southfield, um, and we will have the developers there to uh, discuss what that project is and how residents in the district can uh, get involved. Uh, also have uh, two spotlights. Uh, one that we have certainly a, sm a small business spotlight. But the one that really uh, makes us feel good is the youth spotlight. A young person in the district that's going to uh, certainly impress those uh, folks who are present. Have a couple of other presentations as well, but that's the high level. Again, join us uh, this upcoming Saturday, 10 a.m. at the Charles J. Edison Center, uh, located at 2444 uh, West Seven Mile Road. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pro Tem. Looking forward to joining you. And uh, Member Young. Negative uh, member report. All right. Member Waters. Thank you, Madam President. Just a um, couple of announcements. Um, the Minority Business uh, Task Force, we are doing two workshops. One is Saturday, uh, January 28th uh, at Wayne County Community East College Eastern Campus on Connor. And then we have one on Saturday, February 25th at the Wayne County Community uh, College Eastern Campus on Connor. And they're both from 12 to 3 p.m. Uh, our next skills trades uh, task force will be February 18th from 4 to 6 p.m. at Laborers uh, Union in Local 1191 on West Grand Boulevard. So um, those are my announcements, Madam. Oh, and one more. I'm sorry. On February 17th, uh, we will be doing a um, assisting people with their um, HOPE applications. And that's, that's going to be uh, from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Hellman Recreation Center, 
um, that is a joint um, um, efforts between uh, Waters and Benson for this very first one for this year. So thank you so much. Go Benson team. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Madam President. All right. Thank you, Member Waters. Mm -hmm. Member Santiago Ramiro. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, so for us, we do have our community office hours um, starting back up this month. We're going to be at Community Rec Center next Monday, January 30th from 4 to 6 p.m. We'll have our community team there. If you have any questions, needing support, we had our first coffee counseling conversation a t a meeting last Thursday at Mexican Town Gallery and Cafe. We had over 35 residents in attendance. It was really exciting to see everyone again. Uh, we also have registration open for our first session of our office's Building Power Training Series, where we will be hosting quarterly trainings to help residents build organizing power through information sharing and relationship building. Our first session is going to be on the city budget, and um, looking forward to that meeting is going to be at Kemeny Rec Center. There will be a virtual option as well. It's going to be on, on Wednesday, February 8th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. And just briefly for everyone to know, today the fourth community meeting for the District Detroit CBO process is going to be at 6 p.m. tonight at Cast Tech. There is also an online version, which I'm usually listening into. Um, the NAC will be presenting uh, project impacts and proposed community benefits, uh, so please tune into that. And lastly, this past Sunday was the start of the Lunar New Year. This year is the year of the rabbit, so I'd like to wish everybody who celebrates a happy Lunar New Year. Thank you, Madam President. All right, thank you, Member Santiago Ramiro. Member Benson. The event where we support uh, Hope Grant applications and making sure people get those applicants, applications filled out. Thank you. All right, thank you, Member Benson. Member Johnson. No report. All right, thank you, Member Johnson. Member Calloway? Yes, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, we'll be host, hosting our coffee and conversation in District 2 on February 13th at our new Palmer Park District office um, in the park, and I'm really excited about it. It's a beautiful space. We'll be having a grand opening on February 1st. Um, our furniture will be delivered on January 31st, so we're really excited. We'll be having extended um, office hours there. We have our staff in place. It'll be Monday through Saturday. So you'll be able to see us on Saturday at the Palmer Park location. Since you're already out there enjoying yourselves anyway, you might as well stop by the office and have a cup of coffee with us. Um, secondly, I'm excited about being the guest of State Senator Molly McMorrow tomorrow for the State of the State Address in Lansing. I'll be on the floor of the Capitol. This will be the first time I've ever been on the floor of the Capitol as a guest, and I'm excited about that. I'll be picked up tomorrow at um, 4 o'clock. I'll be transported to Lansing, so I'm really excited about that. So thank you, um, State Senator Molly McMorrow. And also I'm excited about her moving um, her Detroit district office to District 2. And as we speak, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib is moving her office to West Outer Drive in District 2. So I'm excited about that as well. And you probably are all are wondering why myself and my staff members are wearing our Lions gear today. Well, let me tell you why. Since we've been back, we have not had a chance to show some love to our Detroit Lions for having one heck of a season. We may not have made the playoffs, guys, this year, but this team showed the NFL and this city what it means to show sheer perseverance and grit. When others doubted us, we bit their kneecaps and kept pushing. <laughs> Huge shout out to General Manager Brad Holmes 
head coach Dan Campbell for bringing energy back to the Motor City. Congratulations to Jamal Williams for breaking Barry Sanders' touchdown record. And congrats to all the amazing rookies that will make other fear the Detroit Lions for years to come. Next year, we win the Super Bowl. God bless you all. Thank you. Go Lions. And that concludes my <laughs> member's report. Thank you. Thank you, Member Calloway. Um, member Durhaw. Thank you, Madam President. I, I received that from Member Calloway. Mm -hmm. I, I hope we do. So, yes, <laughs> uh, uh, first, uh, and, and you know, going in the spirit of our sports teams, I first like to thank the Detroit Tigers and their organization, as well as Illich Sports, who uh, partnered and came by and had an opportunity uh, to observe something great happening. Uh, in District 7 at the 6th Precinct. Uh, there is a community closet that is sponsored by our NPOs at the 6th Precinct, as well as the Detroit Public Safety Foundation that allows resources for residents to come in and get uh, for absolutely free. Uh, and so this past Thursday, we were joined by the Detroit Tigers uh, at the 6th Precinct uh, as they made contributions as well to what is known as the 6th Precinct Community Closet. So we'd like to thank them for that par uh, partnership. I think uh, it's just another example of how public-private partnerships can work together. Um, I do want to remind members of District 7 that we are having our virtual community meeting tonight at 6 p.m. Uh, this is our, our first virtual community meeting uh, for 2023 as we did them all in 2022. Uh, Presenting departments tonight will be the 2nd, 6th, and Tip Precinct Waste Management. Uh, DWSD will be on there to talk about the water moratorium and the programs uh, that can help residents, as well as the Detroit Health Department will be on there tonight. Uh, we have sent the Zoom link out uh, via text message as well as email, uh, but if you have information or, or you want information, I'm sorry, on the link, please call our office at 313 224-2151. That's 313-224-2151. Uh, do want to talk about an upcoming event as well. We will be uh, at the Montfort, Port, uh, Montfort Point Marine Corps League Detachment Number 158 for the annual Black History Dinner, where the keynote speaker will be uh, Speaker of the House, the first African-American Speaker of the House, uh, Representative Joe Tate. Uh, and that will take place, uh, again, uh, February 11th. Uh, which is on a Saturday at the Montfort Point Marines. Uh, last, our first coffee hour is scheduled uh, for February 24th from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. That's 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. This is our first coffee hour. If you'd like more information or to RSVP, uh, please call 313-224-2151. Again, that's 313-224-2151. Thank you, Madam President. All right. Thank you, Member Durhaw. And I would like to mention that uh, the month of January is National Human Trafficking Awareness Month. Uh, this past Friday, I had the opportunity to visit Alternatives for Girls uh, as we had a very small roundtable discussion with former uh, victims, uh, well, I should say survivors uh, of human trafficking. Uh, it was a very eye-opening conversation and discussion and was able really to see the work firsthand that Alternatives for Girls provides uh, for women who may be caught in those unfortunate experiences. And so I just want to lift up that this is National Human Trafficking Awareness Month. I think Michigan still ranks within the top 10 in the nation. The last I checked, we were number two, so we are pretty high up uh, as it relates to human trafficking. 
uh, if you know anyone uh, that may uh, be experiencing uh, signs or you want to know more about how you identify individuals that are uh, in human trafficking and want to provide help, there is a national hotline. That number is 833-373-7888. Or you can also text HELP to 233-733. Text HELP to 233-733. We also have a PSA that is running on all social media outlets with Alternatives for Girls and some of the survivors to promote human trafficking. Black women uh, and children are affected the most as relates to human trafficking. So I just want to lift up the work of Alternatives for Girls uh, and the work that they are providing for women who may be experiencing that. Uh, District 5 has our first uh, Community Advisory Council. We ha uh, hosted a swearing-in ceremony this past Friday. I'm excited that we finally have a CAC that is seated in District 5. And so we join now with uh, District 7 and District 4. Uh, and just want to congratulate all of our CAC members who were uh, elected and looking forward to working with all of our elected CAC members. Tomorrow on the 25th is District 5's Organizing for Action Community Conversation via Zoom. We also will have our CAC members present to talk about their goals and vision for District 5. And we'll be organizing around issues that are important to you. Please join us tomorrow at 6 p.m. via Zoom. Also want to mention that the North End Framework Community Meeting has been moved to February the 7th. So all of our North End neighbors, please stay tuned as the next community meeting will take place both in person and virtually on February the 7th. Uh, two more announcements. I uh, just want to remind everyone that Monday is the first charter mandated meeting for the mayor, the mayor of our city, Mayor Mike Duggan. will host his first community meeting. <laughs> He's our mayor, and we need to make sure that not only we come here, but we also go to his meetings as well. Um, and we hear from him, and we voice our concerns and our questions. So his first charter mandated meeting is uh, this Monday at 7 p.m. here at the KMAC building, just encouraging people to attend. And then lastly, the Neighborhood Beautification uh, Grant. They, they are now hosting uh, informational sessions for organizations to get more information to gear up for the next round of funding. Please visit waynemetro.org if you are interested in Neighborhood Beautification Grants. Those information sessions are forthcoming. The next one is tomorrow at 6 p.m. Excuse me, tomorrow at 9 a.m., but you can register for all of those sessions at waynemetro.org. And that is all that I have for member reports. Madam Chair. Is there any additional? Yes, Member Calloway. Yeah, thank you, Madam Chair. I would be remiss if I didn't thank my incredible staff for my, um, my incredible, beautiful Detroit Lions jersey personalized with the number two on the front and Callaway on the back. So I wanted to thank my chief of staff and my policy analyst and my entire team for making your councilwoman look so fabulous at the table in her Detroit Lions jersey. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Member Callaway. <laughs> Pro Tem, you got something? Too bad it didn't go to the playoffs, though. Okay, yep. Pro Tem Tate. <laughs> thank you, Madam President. Uh, line item two, I apologize. We can go back to, line, not line item two, line item 17.2. Uh, there is a request for a waiver. Uh, this is for a roof uh, replacement. Um, I know the work has has, has um, ceased because of weather, 
uh, but it does allow for the uh, uh, other behind the scenes stuff to, to continue uh, while they cannot necessarily do the uh, actual roof replacements. All right, is there a, uh, an objection to ask for a waiver for 17.2? All right, hearing none, that motion will be approved. Thank you. Thank you, Pro Tem Tate. Under adoption without committee reference? There are no items, Madam President. Under communications from the clerk? A report on approval proceedings by the mayor. The report will be received and placed on file. Under testimonial resolutions and special privilege? There are no items, Madam President. All right, there being nothing further to come before this uh, honorable body, is there a motion to adjourn? All right, this meeting is adjourned. Everyone have a blessed day.